Blog Talk Radio. <coughs> Recruiting Animal here on November 20th, 2-0-2019. You know, recruiters have been talking about culture for years, but I've never seen a company that tries to explain what their culture is until just this week. A company called Haplo, H-A-P-L-O. You know, my, my, uh, my guests are, are talking while, while I'm doing the intro. I'm going to have to put them on hold. Okay, hold on. Hold on a second. I'm putting my guests on hold. Anyway, this company, Haplo, H-A-P-L-O, they're in London, England. They've got a page on their website called How We Work, and it tells you the structure of the company and how they work together at length, but it's easy to read. Then it has a, a part on how they socialize, and I'm going to quote a bit about that. It said, uh, we enjoy sociable lunches together. We generally all have lunch at the same time, and our large office allows us to have the space for a big dining table. We have fresh bread delivered for the team each day, baked 50 meters from our office at the excellent Cooper's Bakehouse. Our coffee beans come from a local roaster. They name it. Then it says, the Haplo team uh, enjoys an active calendar of social events outside the office, from bowling to cocktails and meals in many little gem local restaurants around this area of London. Okay, uh, I think it's very well done. If you want to know uh, how to describe your culture for uh, a candidate or an applicant, go to these guys, Haplo, H-A-P-L-O, and use them as a model. Okay, at least that's my advice. Uh, it's the only one I've ever seen like that. Maybe there's others, but uh, I don't know about that. Anyway, Jerry, Jerry. Can you tell us what show is this? The Recruiting Animal Thank you, Jerry. Thank you. Too bad you're not here. Okay, I think Jerry might call in later. He's, he's kind of a regular these days on uh, Wednesdays. I'm also going to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology, and our good friends at HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool okay so since i can't uh, trade any barbs or whatever with jerry i'm going to go right to my guest uh, she wasn't on the line a minute ago in fact she still isn't her husband's here gordon lokenberg are you there gordon lokenberg okay Uh-oh. uh michael michael g cox can you hear me yes i, I can two- okay good i'm going to talk to you for a while these two uh, <laughs> technical ge- geniuses, uh, they both want to be on. Can you hear me? Yeah, who are hey, who, who I talking? Can you who hear is me? That, is that Seriously. Gordon or Kim? This is, can you hear us both now? You're both there. You know what? Uh, you know she's. You know what? She is the guest. She booked herself as the guest. You, if you've got a problem, you should maybe 
stand behind her and whisper in her ear when you want to say something. Let's see how it works, and then we'll go. Okay, so I've only set up for Kim. Uh, Kim Kim has a Twitter address that's totally ridiculous. It's K-I-M-M-E-T-J-E-D-B. What does that mean? Why do you have an impossible-to-remember Twitter address? Well, um, to be honest, Animal, that was way before I was internationally famous. Why don't you change it? Why don't you smarten it up now? Okay, it stinks. Nobody, Jerry would agree with me. If Jerry never agrees with me about anything, so when he does, it means something. This one, this stinks. I don't give a fuck. I mean, I don't care. Take the time to get to know it. And, oh, by the way, with Twitter, you don't need to spell it. You just click follow. Okay, forget it. Okay, you, not everyone's smart. Okay, <laughs> BooleanResults.com. BooleanResults.com is the, is the name of your company, and you're partners with your husband, Gordon Lokenberg. L-O-K-E-N-B-E-R-G. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Gordy, okay? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank Gordon. you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So this is what you say on your website. We deliver sourcing all over the world. Okay. And we offer yes. this service on site or remotely. So you're based in Holland. If they want something on site in Poland, do you go there and, and work at the company? Yeah, we do. Okay, what's the difference between doing it remotely or being on site? Why would anyone require that you be on site? That's my question exactly. Okay, so but why do you offer that service then? To be honest, Adam, sorry to interfere, but to be honest, sourcing doesn't need to be delivered on site as much. But if they want us to, we can deliver it, but we're better remote. And do you ask you ask them? Would you you challenge them? Do you say, look, just like you told me, I don't. It's not going to help me to be at your place. In fact, it's harder for me. Do you ever say that? Yes. And why do they want you to be there? That's the point. What's their justification? Um, oh, the, the reason they want to be on site, and it doesn't matter if it's sourcing or recruiting, is because of the control that companies. They don't believe you're doing a lot more work when you're doing it remote from your home office or your office or whatever, there's a really big lack of trust. What does that mean? Well, that you see the resumes, that's all there is to trust. What kind of trust do they get from seeing your face? I don't understand. No, I don't either. Tell me. But they want to have control over the hours. So over your hours. Oh, so you bill by the hour. You bill by the hour, no, and they want to see that the you're hour. there. Is that that's the whole? Thing. I don't bill by the hour. The so what? What do they care? I, I'm losing the track. Okay, well, let's forget about it. Okay, I won't pursue that anymore. But do you do you gain anything? Some people say, look, we really understand the company better, and the hiring managers better, and the team better. Do you, does it make you a better sorcerer or recruiter by being there with the people and looking at them face-to-face? Um, I think it's a big difference between sourcing and recruiting, and not as much as it, as it used to be. But I, if I have clients in the Netherlands, I would love to see their company uh, from, from the inside out. But it doesn't make me a better sourcer or recruiter. 
I think as a sorcerer, you need to be really resilient in, in um, uh, possibilities and also to see what is out there. And sometimes, yeah, but you have you know what? I'm going to tell you. you. You know, you told me I'm going to yell at you. I'm going to yell. I'm going to yell for two reasons. You called me at the beginning before you guys started fooling with your phones, and your sound was better. It's not bad now, but it's kind of hollow, okay? It sounds a bit like you're on a speakerphone, but just leave it. Don't try to change it now. That's number one. Number two, I mean, you just said that you'd like to go uh, and visit any company that's in uh, the Netherlands, your own country, that you're working with. Okay? You said a minute ago, you said a minute ago, it doesn't matter if you're on site or anything like that. I'm trying to beat it out of you. What difference does it make meeting the people, seeing the uh, facility? Is there any difference or none? Just tell me or say I'm passing on that question. I can't answer it. Since since you interrupted me, there is a big difference for me. But on the other hand, we now have video interviews, so you can walk around virtually in an office. So that makes a difference, for instance. Okay. Okay. How about the ability to, like, network with existing staff to get Uh referrals? Does that help you, Gordon? Does that help you? What? Or is that Phil? Who's talking? I don't know who's talking. That was me. That was Phil. Phil? So did you actually do that, Phil? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. When you're on site. Okay. With, so you you're know, an agency your recruiter, and you go to your clients, and they give you access to their own personnel, and you can oh, no. prompt them for, for referrals. Is that right? Oh, sorry. Now, this is one I'm working internally. Okay, when you're on when you're this on contract. Weird. This is weird. 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 Okay, here we go. So if you go inside, the only thing, you, the only reason you have to go inside is because the Gen X managers, the guys over 40 like me, they want FaceTime. They want people in the building to make sure their recs are being filled. The only thing we do is fill the recs. It's a trust yeah, issue. Okay. You know, I'm, 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 I'm uh, chasing that's, a. That's a, oversimplifying it. Okay, go, Michael G. Cox. You, you get the final word. Go ahead. Okay, well, sometimes there is actually value to being on site, especially as a recruiter or even a a sourcer. Having the direct conversations and the ability to influence those relationships with hiring managers and VPs of sales and presidents, anybody within the organization, it helps you, I guess, A. Hold on, you're talking at a general level. So what do you mean influence? Why can't you influence them on the phone? Because you can't yeah, hear what they're saying. When I, when I go over and I sit down in front of somebody's desk and I say, hey, what is going on? Why, why is this off? What is, why did you say no to my last two candidates? And, and having that direct conversation does help. No. No, no you're a part, you, you, you should be a partner of those guys. Those guys are adults, right? They've been, med- they've been made manager because they are good at their job. Since they become manager, they have interviewed like tons of people. And why would you go in there and then, well, maybe yes, maybe no? I tell you, this is a great guy because I'm a, I'm an adult as well. I don't have to hold your hands and drink coffees or teas with you because you like to yes, be. Yes, you do. Oh. No, you're, you're trying to discount the entire face-to-face relationship thing. 
and, and I think you're just overgeneralizing. Maybe we are having a different discussion. I don't know. Who am I talking to now? That was Michael G. Cox you Michael, were talking to. Michael. You're talking every you're okay. always talking to me. Okay? You can answer okay, to Michael. me. Okay, Michael, sorry. I don't want to offend you by any chance, but no. And it's not gonna happen. Oh, no, 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 we're not. No, we're not. Uh, so yeah. what I think of face is what we always should have a face-to-face. No. We should make our lives easier, not as recruiters. People are changing. People don't meet the Zenji or the whatever fucking we call them. It's, it's more prepared to the Internet than we as oldies ourselves. Yeah, okay, so uh, the dinosaurs, these guys are dinosaurs. Hold on, Alan Floor, Alan Floor wanted to say something. Am I right? Was that his deep voice a minute ago? Well, there can be value. Yes, it was. There's value in being there if there's value to be had. You want to see the hiring manager. You want to sit in on interviews whenever you can because – you're going to, you may turn around the needs from what the, that hiring manager told you after sitting in the interview to all of a sudden going, wait a minute, we're looking for the wrong thing. Now, can you source, can you do sourcing offsite? Sure you can, but if all you're doing is just shoving keyworded resumes and functional descriptive resumes down and there's not hiring, you've got to get in front of everybody. Hold on a second, Alan. I think that's very, very rare for, for a recruiter to sit in on an interview. Kim and Gordon, do you ever sit in on the interviews when you're on site? Uh, we 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 tend to like n- go away from there. Does that make any uh, sense? Yeah. Are you speaking English? Because I don't understand what you're saying. Oh, okay. Well. Oh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understood that. I like, no, I, I know like my her. town is really bad. Sorry for that, guys. I'm in the Netherlands. We're a poor country, as you know. We don't have a very well. No. Um, no, when we're uh, doing recruitment stuff, I don't know why a recruiter would sit in the, the first interview whatsoever. Oh, my God. Because, because sales managers, for example, or managers in general, they've gotten to where they're at, not because they're experts at recruiting or the intricate ways that you can interview an individual, and maybe they need some guidance. No, we do the first interview, but we're not sitting in with the hiring managers. The hiring manager should be suited to do yeah. the interview. Okay. Yeah, Anybody else want to talk to them about that? Phil? Yeah. Phil, are you yeah. still with us? Phil yeah. from London? Are you go- do you sit in on interviews? No, I, not all the time, but I have done by the request of certain clients. And um, mm-hmm. whilst it's a bit of a pain, actually, it's it's very useful to kind of, you know, you can't expect the – hiring manager to ask every single correct question and maybe not pick up on certain nuances along the, along the way. So having two people to assess and have each other to bounce off feedback after uh, the interview is, is very valuable in my opinion. Okay. But what do you no, usually I, do? I, I it's not something that happens all the time. Do you just sit to the side, Phil? Do you sit to the side and not say anything, or do you actually? No, I'm too, I'm too, no, I'm too nosy and outspoken, so I tend to. <laughs> Phil, I love you already, and I think I know you, by the way. Oh, my God. Okay. Anybody <laughs> else want to? Does anybody if else want to talk about If you're not sitting in on interviews, you're doing your client a disservice. 
Oh, really? Alan's really apt on this one. Okay. Okay. Do you want to give us an example, Alan? Do you have for closing? Do you want to have an? Do you have an example, a story to tell when when you felt it sure. made a big difference? Sure. Um, hiring project accountants and uh, hiring who's, managers. Who's gave us sloshing around in the back there? Hey, eh? come on. Go ahead, please. Hiring project accountants, hiring manager gave us the specs, was rejecting everybody after interview. I sat in on the interviews, and her first question was, how many invoices are you, use, are you accustomed to handling a month? Because we do 200-plus, which was a lot. And every candidate went glassy-eyed. And so after those three interviews, I pulled her aside and said, tell me about that. And after she told me about that, it was like, okay, that's important, and everything else that goes along with that that she never mentioned. And all of a sudden, our next three candidates got past two interviews and two of those three got hired. So you, when you took the job order, when you had your intake session with the hiring manager, you might've asked, what are the key questions that I, the knockout questions? And, and she didn't tell you the hiring manager didn't say her first and key question never entered her mind to relate it to you. Is that right? That's what I'm, yes, that's correct. And also that's a good point to Michael, Michael G. Cox is, you know, hiring managers do their best, but many hiring managers aren't the best interviewers, nor do they think the way we do. And when we sit in, you might hear one little sentence that all of a sudden is like, oh, wait a minute, that's important. And they'd never, that was never mentioned. But so just my opinion. Michael, can I just catch up with that one? Go ahead, Kim. You're the guest. Okay, so what I've seen in the past few weeks happening in the Netherlands, and I, I don't say this for everywhere in the world, but there is this really small club calling themselves recruiters and having their own Dutch um, recruiting ways that's asking the wrong questions. I won't deny that some recruiters ask the wrong questions. No, but why are we still... Um, it's completely in its time of age. I don't care where we are in the whole freaking world. We all uh-huh. have a limited access to people, people for okay, jobs. Let, right? me, let me move on. I want to ask you another question. How do you recruit in a foreign country? Okay, because you, you can be sitting there in Holland, and uh, you always call it the Netherlands, not Holland, okay? But I call it Holland, okay? So you're there in Holland, and I don't know how far away you can recruit. You're recruiting someone in Russia. I don't know. Uh, how, how do you go uh, about Michael, doing that? My, Michael, I actually call it Holland, and then I get get. <clears throat> you're not supposed to call it Holland. Different story. Okay. Okay. Well, we're recruiting Put that one mostly. to the side. The, the main issue here is how do you recruit in a foreign country? You pick the country. It could be Russia. It could be uh, Serbia, someplace far away from you. Japan, I don't know if you recruit that far, or China. Okay, how do you go about it? Is it just a matter of doing a a Boolean-type search uh, online, sourcing online, and then sending out emails? Is is that in English? Is is that how it's done? Because I don't know how I would recruit. I've recruited in the United States. That's almost the same country as the one I'm in. I don't know how I would recruit somewhere else, and I'm one with a different well, you, different you, language. You're recruiting to the most weird country uh, whatsoever, even though you speak the same language. We recruit in about 13 – I didn't make a joke, by the way. Um, I recruit – we recruit up to 20, 30 – Sourcing and recruiting for 30 countries at the moment. 
uh, mostly sourcing, but recruiting in other other countries. And then you just we're sourcers, so you you tend to get into what what's that going for. I had a whole discussion with someone said. When you reach out to You know what? Let me stop you. Okay, you know what? I got to give you a little leeway. I I know English is a second language for you, but don't take a minute before you get to the answer. Okay? 30 countries. Here's how I do it. Okay? I want to know how you do it. Do you get online and do searches and then send out emails? I mean, or do you use the phone, uh, you know, and do you communicate purely in English? I just want to know. Phone in Europe, uh, except for the UK, as a first reach out is actually not done uh-huh most countries but it's personal emails um no way no way whenever in mails nowhere to be found uh-huh uh, phone calls personal emails or linkedin connections or their own specific uh job boards like Xing or Viadeo. Okay, so if you're communicating by email, will you said personal emails. Will you send it to their business address as well? Never. Really? And I you don't have do pro- Okay, you Gordon don't have problems. Gordon, Gordon does it. I never. Okay, so what, why what why actually, does he do what it? What is working for you out there? Sorry? So what is working for you out there? Personal emails works a lot on a lot of people, but we have the GDPR, of course. But you have to be smart about it. What does that What does that mean? I know GDPR are the communication rules uh, in Europe now. So how does that affect you using the personal emails? Is well, it illegal? In, the, in the Netherlands, you can use personal emails because they love it on the internet. It's open source. Freaking open out there. Oh, the you can reason- use them. You're you're allowed to use personal emails. Yeah, yes or no? It, yes. It, yes, of course, because it's in their interest. Okay, but here's here's something. Uh, it's not always easy to find the e-personal email address. You listed yours on the company website at the very bottom, but neither of you, I don't think, uh, I'm have your. Uh, your email addresses listed under your contact information on LinkedIn. And Gordon, I, have, I had a guess. I had to guess. Oh, Go oh, on, let me finish. Let me finish. I had to guess the birthday boy's email address because I saw you or Kim at BooleanResults.com. I figured he's Gordon. But it's, it's not in my contact easy. info, Michael. Even my phone number is in there. So don't bullshit me. It's in there. And it's even his on there my too. Is his there? It's his. I told you I got yours, but I had to guess his. Okay. Uh, this is where the smart part comes in. So you're a smart guy. So you found out. But also, you can use tools for that. There's a lot of tools to find out my email. Okay. What are your favorite tools? What, uh, 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 what are your favorite tools for finding emails? I'm going to do an ad first. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. Then we'll okay. come back to you for that. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. There was a discussion on my Facebook group about Hire Tool. Someone asked a question about it. It got a lot of endorsements. I'm going to read those to you, okay? Rebecca Barnes-Disser said, it's a great tool, best in the industry. Marielle Castellano said, the best tool ever. I highly recommend 
higher tool. Amy Miller, you know, I always quote her. She said, I love it. The AI sourcing tool is amazing. Just set it and forget it. See, she should be in the ad business. Two more. Monique Davis said, yes, I like that. Set it and forget it. I love Hire Tool. Mike Cohn, I think that's Mike Batman Cohn. He was a guest here. Their email finding is one of the best available and definitely the fastest and easiest. Very, very good stuff. So that's the super-duper sourcing tool. You can check it out for free if you go to HireTool.com. They've got a LinkedIn, uh, I mean a Chrome extension that will give you personal and business personal and professional contact information okay so now we'll go and find how our our guests over in the netherlands get there okay personal. can we get back to you on that 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 fucking oh uh, freaking um advertisement great ad though you should go work in advertising uh to be honest um can i say something really uh, clear go I ahead but um, in Europe, I'm, I'm waiting, and then has promised me to have an EU version. Uh huh. All, all the sourcing tools do not work properly. Oh, thank you, sweetie. So, so yeah. what sourcing tools are you using? That's what I want to know. I asked you to prepare while my I was brain. doing that ad. My brain. What? My brain. My brain. Well, what does that mean? You got an intuition, a message from the ether about somebody's personal email address. How do you use your brain to find it? Oh, for, for the fucking email addresses, I use tools, but I don't spend a, a thousands of euros on on hire tool for me. It's not a. a a contact tool. Well, uh, yeah, I understood that. You want to beat it into my ground to the ground so they don't pay me anymore. Okay, if you feel free, if you feel obligated to do that. Oh, but that's not my point. I want to know. I don't want to know what you don't do. I want to know what you do do. Okay, so we can well, for, for you. email addresses. I use multiple tools, which is fine. And uh, oh, by the way. Like what? News flash. I can use still bullion. Uh, Michael Michael G. Cox asked you the good question. Like what? That's what we're trying to know. Don't make me choke you to find it, okay? What email tools do you use? Uh, Gordon, help her out. Gordon, help her out. Come on. Nymeria. Nymeria. Okay. Nymeria. So my friend from Israel... Namiria, people, people, free contact tool. Okay, people. So people, P I P L. They give the I. That costs money now, right? Yeah, that's too bad. We we promoted them for a fucking year, and now with. The, the the free version and all of a sudden it's not free anymore. I'm sorry for all the people we In fact it's not just not free. I heard that it's very expensive. I didn't check it out. Is it very expensive now or is it still reasonable? I haven't heard the new prices yet. If it's okay. gonna be more expensive, I'm not gonna pay for it. And I'm okay. gonna tell you I'm not gonna pay more than I paid last year. Okay. So you use Nymeria, you use People, that's P I P L. Any other tools, Gordon? Feel free to contribute, birthday boy. Come on. 
I want to spit it out. Oh, how did you? How did you give me all my emails? Yes, yes. And, and, and then, and then we Lusha. 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 Oh, Lusha. Yeah, Lusha. Okay. Yeah. Contact okay. Is okay. But I just want to clarify something for the sake of my sponsor. Your husband just disagreed with you. He uses Hire Tool. He's not complaining about it like you. <laughs> no, Am I no, right no, about no, that, no, Gordon? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no. I'm not complaining about Hire Tool at all. But they gave you, if you would have gone on Hire Tool today, you would have seen like 15 or 16 or maybe 20 email addresses I've used in the past. So then okay. you have to be a good guesser, and then you have to be like the you have to have your sourcing hat on to to find out which resembles this current job, and then get the right email out to send me an email. Uh-huh. And if you okay. if you go to to other tools like they mentioned like Pipple and Lusha and Namiria, so on an average I have like four tools while sourcing. And I'm I'm doing like 700 or a thousand emails uh, in 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 a week. Uh, like how to find those emails? You need m- multiple tools to get to the right answer and to get to the right email. There's not just one tool. That's why Kim said all sourcing tools they sort of like are broken. You got uh-huh. that's that's the whole thing. Okay. Do you use senditcheckit.com to to check uh, your email subject lines? Yeah, I did. Okay, what what subject lines do you use? What are your subject lines? Because you're also you're you're sending these things to people with a different culture than you. What are your subject lines? Well, good question. I'm actually testing this now. I'm using Canada ID to um, n- do a nurturing campaign, marketing, uh, recruitment, marketing, advertising. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's really weird that you asked this. Well, we found out that in a certain uh, job group, the opening rate wasn't that high. And we're testing, actually, at the moment, which lines work. But the lines are given to me by uh, the marketing team. To be honest, I'm not the best recruiter. I'm a sourcer. And I just always... Okay, when you say sourcer, do you just mean name generation? Do you just mean name generation? Because sourcer here is now means recruiter as well. It's not, it's not uh, the closer. Uh, so can I ask you a question back then? Because this is a discussion we had this, this summer with Johnny Campbell. What's the new recruiter going to be? Um, so, yeah, no, I, I don't, want, I don't, I'm not, I don't care about the future. Hold on a second. Alan Fleur, if you're still here, or Phil or Michael G. Cox, or anybody else on the line. I'm, I'm sort of not going in the right direction. Do you have a question? Do you have a question for Kim and Gordon? Anybody else on the line got a question for Kim and Gordon they'd like to ask them? Because I'm striking yeah. out here. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So as part of the interview process, when you have a candidate that is, you know, you put them through, uh, they're, getting, they're getting close to offer, um, what kind of information might you have received from a candidate that has made you think, hey, maybe I ought to let the employer know about this. This is coming a little bit late, a little bit late. So what kind of questions were you thought and, you know, struggled with yourself to think, should I be telling uh, Oh, you're going to you're gonna go into the PI stuff and pre-employment screening, right? 
No, okay, you know what? Yeah, go ahead, because no. these guys are uh, private investigators. They got their. I wanted to talk about that. They got their private investigator license. No, so no, Phil, we're not thinking Phil, about. Phil, hold PR. on a second. Phil, 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 listen to me. Uh, can you give us an example of what you're talking about so they'll know exactly what you're asking for? Because I'm not sure. Okay, I'm going to give you like so. So, somebody's been offered a job. They've kind of verbally accepted this job. And they've said something to you, let's say, hey, they are polyamorous. Uh-huh. I mean, just as yeah. an example of something a little bit left field that perhaps you, you just wonder, should I, should I tell the client this at this stage? I'm just wondering what has come up in, in everybody's careers where they've thought, someone's just told me this and I'm like, oh. It seems irrelevant to me. It seems irrelevant. First of all, I don't know if the Lokenbergs get involved at that late stage, if if they're primarily sourcers. I haven't asked them if they do salary negotiation. We do both. I'm sorry. Okay. So if somebody told you, Kim, that she's got two husbands, would you pass that on to the hiring manager? Never. Anything else that comes like that? By the way, by the way, it's illegal in the Netherlands. I think it's illegal here too, but uh, I'm not. I don't know. He's in, he's in the UK. I just okay. put you on on, on a. Okay, I have I have that all because we have a big party here. Now, now it's illegal in the Netherlands because it's it's, it's all about privacy. What, what about this one? Let's say, oh, you know, that they've accepted the job, and all of a sudden you found a CV of theirs that they had quite a long time on your database. And you notice that actually they've left something off of their CV. So they've taken something out and they've restructured it a little bit, changed the dates around. And you've only found this out at the point of where the client are offering your candidate a job. Do you tell the client this? Um, To be honest, I'm not an agency recruiter. I'm I'm not an agency. I'm a company, recruiting company, which I think is a especially in Europe, a different uh, sense of the word. Uh, why would I tell them? If, if, is that uh, in sense of the job? Is that uh, important well, maybe, for the job? Maybe, or you is found out, maybe you've just found out they've been a little bit you know, loose with the truth, and it's something you found out at a later stage. So, Well, it yeah. depends how significant it would be. Let me ask Michael G. Cox. He's worked inside, now he's working out. Michael G. Cox, would yeah. you tell? Yeah. Uh, tell? What? No, I would have a conversation with the candidate. I would say, look, I, I, I've seen your previous uh, either either resumes or previous LinkedIn profile that isn't matching up. What's going on here? Let's have a conversation about this because you know, I wouldn't I would agree. Okay. Always uh-huh. get in touch with the person you're talking to. Uh huh. Okay. Well, you know what? It's hard. I think it's going to be a case by case issue, yeah. but it it sounds to me like it could be serious. And if something goes wrong, it can come back and bite you if you didn't bring it up. Alan Floor, do you have a comment? Still with us? I think he's gone. Okay. I'm going to do an ad, everybody. 
I got to do an ad for Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Honeit is phone interview technology. It records your interviews and turns the key questions and answers into separate audio clips to help hiring managers hear the motivation, the personality, and the enthusiasm that the recruiter just heard. When you can share a story with a hiring manager in the candidate's own voice, it delivers a ton of info that you can't get from a, a resume or a report, okay? So if you want to get a hiring manager excited about a great candidate, share some of the sizzle with Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, and as a backup, it turns the conversation into a searchable transcript as well. Honeit, check it out. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? My, oh, wait, wait, I'm going to do my... Wait, I'm going to do my PC Recruiter ad as well. Hey, everybody, PC Recruiter is a fantastic, long-standing favorite of the recruiting community. It's recruiting software. And uh, I'm going to quote Nick Mazur again. He says, we use PC Recruiter, and we love it. I have demoed a ton of systems, and they have the most robust set of features. Other products might do one or two things better, but overall, I think it has the most features, and we do multiple industries and four different types of searches, and it's versatile enough to work very well for us, and it'll work very well for you too, no matter what kind of recruiting you're involved in. So check them out, please, at pcrecruiter.net. Back to Kim. You, you started saying something. What's that? Yeah, did you ever test these products who are advertising on your show? No, that's not my job. I'm advertising them. I'm not necessarily uh, grading them. It was, it was just a question because. Okay. Well, uh, you, you have, wait a second. You have your uh, favorites that you share with your, you on your website. You say you partner with hellotalent.com. And uh, did you make all your, your, uh, your clients use it as well? That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, I do actually. And what is oh, it? Oh, I'm such a bitch. What is uh, it? No, hey, I believe it you. Is, what is it? I it believe you. Actually, yeah. uh, we call it uh, scra- uh, the scratch book before the ATS. So because I, I I'm not an agency, but I do work with external clients or hiring managers when I'm working internally. So what it does, it's a really good API with LinkedIn or GitHub or whatever. It's just a good show book of what your what your potential candidates can be. Yeah, I don't I understand a word you're saying. First of all, again, I'm going to come back. When you first came on the line and said hi to me at 5 to 12, it was nice and clear. Now it's fluffy. So I'm oh, having sorry. trouble making out the words you're using, okay? But also, I'm having trouble understanding what you're telling me. What is it? Is it a place where you load up the resumes and profiles of your candidates? No, and then I send them? So, okay, let me be really clear in kindergarten language. Good, it, good. He needs it. Okay, <laughs> so when you're on a LinkedIn profile or GitHub or whatever and you click on your Hello Talent extension, it's a Chrome extension, simple to use. Click on it, you get on the right side, you get like, oh, this is it, add to the pool, and your hiring manager can view it, rate it, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Not clear enough? So, yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess so. 
Hello Talent. So you guys are very enthusiastic uh, about Hello Talent, right? Can I ask him? So, so, so I don't. That's my question to the audience as well. As agent, well, a lot of agencies are listening in. I think I don't know. Uh, There's there's not a lot of people listening to this show. How do you present your client? Uh, how do you present your potential candidates to your clients? Okay, e- email, okay. I, e- email, email resumes. That's uh, you know the old-fashioned way. Yeah. You not no. some kind of profile, some kind of analysis, your thoughts, the pros and cons, and so on and so forth. Yeah, well, that that goes along with the resume. In Europe, you cannot send resumes because it's not GDPR approved. Oh, okay. Well, we live yeah, in a free country a, here. Okay. You can send a resume. You can send, a resume to you can a send resumes. You can. No, you cannot. As long as you get consent from the candidate, then you can send. Yeah, them. but we're talking about without consent. Oh, of course not. Absolutely. Oh, okay. So no, what so she's doing? Send- I didn't. I didn't understand. Now I understand. These are people she's targeting to call, and before she calls them, she runs them by the hiring manager to see if they're interested. Am I right about that now, Kim? Exactly. Yeah, but you can, okay. send, their you can send their LinkedIn. No, that's post. interesting. That no, that's that makes it more that makes it much more interesting because it's it's not easy yeah. to do that necessarily. Um, yeah. Okay. Anybody else do something like that? They they send a a list of targets who they haven't contacted yeah. and have the hiring yeah. manager review yeah. them. Anybody online? Nope. Yeah, I do. If it's kind of unclear, I'm unsure about a candidate. Uh, I'll run it past. I'll run it past people before I go on. Um, try not to do it too often because they're obviously busy people. You can't be sending them hundreds of profiles to analyze. Um, uh, how many you... do you send them, uh, uh, Kim? Sounds like you send quite a few. No, no, no. It's depending on. Come on, guys. Um, it, it, it's. I think it's really funny that I'm talking to UK guys. By the way, uh, no, we're not sending them. We're sending test profiles, and now we're making long lists, short lists. Whatever you do in recruitment, what's necessary to get the hire? Yeah, okay. Are you sending short lists of how many people? It's not about, uh, sorry, this is Gordon speaking. It's not about Hi, how many people, it's not about how many people you send. It's about um, do you take care of the data you, you send around? So would I send an email? I don't know how he takes care of his email uh, privacy and, and security. But if I do know, I send him via, via Hello Talent, I do know privacy and everything is, is, is arranged, is done. Okay, so that's the first issue. But what about the second? Like, I'm, we're, we're not sure from what's been said so far uh, how you're structuring your search. It sounds like you come up with a short list of targets before you even call them, you run that short list by no, your hiring manager. Am I no, right no, about no. that? Is Sweetie. that no, 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 Sweetie, absolutely not. When I do an interview with a client, I get like, okay, what do you do? I always get a mapping without payment. No, this is when we work with clients. They get a test like this is the first five candidates we think should be doable on uh or should be perfect on uh on your um job description okay so you send a, t- a trial balloon some a, a test candidates how many of them at one time one at a Five. time or Five. so do you, do you 
Yeah, she said okay. five. And you sent five. And have you contacted them? I shouldn't have to beg you to tell me this. Have you contacted oh, them well, before you sent? Oh, how it works. How I, no, I work mm-hmm. like this. So when a client hires me, we go through the job description whatsoever and what everything. So we don't do the whole screening. And then they say, well, wait one second. Let me do a one. It's a mapping of the comp- uh, the, the business in that country, if that's even feasible for me to fucking source and hire them, two is, okay, here you have a couple of test profiles, which are, would you hire these people? It's not necessarily these are people who want to be hired, and then we go from that forward. Does that make any fucking sense? Uh, yeah, yeah you know, no one's ever sworn as much as, as you on this show. Just let, let me uh, note that. Oh, but, sorry. Okay. but here's the it's thing. Not. Okay. Not. <laughs> yeah, okay, here's, but here's what she does. Other people who call her confirm it for me. Okay, she maps the, the, the market, the potential uh, candidates, people, and then she sends a short list of those people to run by the hiring manager to say, look, do these is this the kind of person you're looking for before she actually contacts them? Okay, I'm not going to spend any more time on, on this. I've yeah, done that but, as well, but it's not my regular practice. Usually, you don't get in touch with send anybody to the hiring manager unless you think this person's a, definitely a candidate and you've you've touched base with them. Michael Cox, know, you agree with me? Michael Cox, I've never done that. I, I I like the fact that it's kind of priming the pump or, or testing, and, and and then you get the verbal confirmation. Yes, that looks like a candidate that I'd be interested in, and then uh-huh. you start your search in 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 real time. Yeah. Okay. So so let's move on to the private eye stuff. These this couple, Gordon and Kim Lokenberg, they became private eyes, and I often thought about that. I thought that would be useful for a recruiter. So what prompted you, and, and give us some case studies of how you've actually used it. Well, we're not using it in our basic stuff, but uh, as um, to be giving a bit of feedback, sorry, my voice is gone down. In the Netherlands, we, well, all of you listening know about GDPR, and in the Netherlands, when you want to be doing a pre-employment screening, you need to have your PI license. And that sounds really cool. And the weird part of it is that when you call yourself a PI in American or English, it has no worth. Everybody can call themselves a PI. But when you call it particularly on Zucker, you have to be licensed. So to do <laughs> an employee screen, to... to 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 do a what a background check or an actual interview, you have to be a private investigator. I don't yeah. understand. Well, we have uh, you know about the GDPR animal. Come on. Yeah, it's a restrictions on communication. Okay, so that's no, enough. No, not a restriction about communication. That that's where you've been taught wrong. It's a restriction on privacy laws. Yeah. Um, and how does that how does that manifest itself in communication and how you communicate with people and what kind of information you retain and what you can pass on? 
Okay, but let's well, not have a discussion about GDPR. I got to tell you, I don't understand. I'm sorry, I don't understand anything you're telling me about your private, your life as a private eye. It sounds like exactly. you don't use it at all. It sounds like, let me tell you, that you just use it for advertising. It really plays no part in your actual day to day practice. No. Who the fuck cares? But we don't. No, because the private eye, it sounds really ridiculous, but when you want to do a background, a, a pre-employment screening in the Netherlands, it has strict rules. Put Gordon on the line. Put Gordon on the line. Before I, I talk about this again, I want to talk to him. Birthday boy. Okay, thank Gordy. you. Thank you. Thank you. Gordy. Thank you. Gordy. A 47 okay. uh, your, wife, your wife has told me two or three times, and I don't get it, so you tell me this time. When he, and your voice is clearer than hers uh, as well for some reason. When do you use your when do you use your your private eye stuff? Okay, here we go. So there is a couple of reasons why we do why we have our license. The first one is the first one is we were asked to do a background checks on people who wanted to become a member of a bank. Hey, you guys are sorcerers. You can find anything about anyone. And then the second thing was, you need a license for that. It's a PI license. Why? Because otherwise, you're not allowed to do that and to sell a data. Okay, so that's number two. Number well, to three, do what was, exactly? What, what, what are you, what's in the background check people, that's so secret? So, so what's in it? We were, let me, okay, let me just baby back. Animal. The only reason why you have to have this license is because the privacy laws ask for this. Okay, but what are you using it for? What's in the background check that's so secret? I, I'm not clear. And no, he said something else. No, Wait a sec. Different. He said you can find anything online. I, I must be stupid. I can't find everything online, okay? To be official, everything you can find as you are, you cannot use in an interview in the Netherlands at the moment. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, yeah. If in the Netherlands, you uh, so you apply for a job as what the fuck a plumber, and you check their their Facebook profile, you're officially illegal. That's the new law in the Netherlands. That's why you have to have your pre, and the, the reason why the pre-employment screenings are necessary. It's for people when you're working for a fintech and you have your uh, development team working in other companies, big banks, working in their uh, fucking uh, security code. Yeah, fucking sorry. We're you know, the Irish recruiter posted a picture of you two guys. I don't know if it's a live picture, but if it is, you're not using headphones. It's a nice picture. and You've got your hair done nicely. <laughs> but... You're not using your head headsets, okay? Oh, this is I'm not interested. I'm not interested anymore. You're you're killing the show with this PI stuff. It sounds like every recruiter in Holland has to have a a, 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 a private dick uh, license in order to do it. Okay, hold on. Here, here. In our company, this is what you said. It relates to on your website. It says in our company, we are a firm believer 
of get out there and meet people. By meeting people, you get a better understanding of what is happening in the world around us. We had a long discussion <laughs> about that at the beginning. Is that what you're referring to? Do you just mean going to coffee shops? What's that about? Go out there and meet people. I don't smoke, what are you referring please. to? I don't what? smoke. Yeah, I smoke cigarettes. Sorry. I don't. Get out. Get out there and meet people. What What are you talking okay, listen, about? Listen, 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 listen. This is Gordon speaking. So we go, we yeah. go to, we go to, like, we go to old conferences to meet people yeah. to to try to understand what's in their heads. So what do you get out of the conferences? Okay, everybody knows you. I, I've, I've done a little research on you. I didn't have to get a license to do it, but you know you're a favorite of certain conference people. They like you. Why? What do you get out of it? Oh well, because we're good people. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know what? No, you don't okay. want to hear this. I know, but. Do you want to hear more about the license or whatever? I can no, I don't want to know. I'm finished with the license. I'm finished with the license. Okay. I think you mentioned that you use a VPN. Do you use a, like a private network, virtual private yeah, network you? all the time? No. Why not? Why would I? Why do you use it? That's what I'm asking you. Why do you mask your location on the Internet all the time? Why do you do, do, you do that? Because I don't like to be mapped. Um, maybe it's a different. Maybe this is a cultural thing as well. If I put my uh, Google with my phone, I put it on. Even if it's not loud, I get phone calls. Oh, I've seen you there and there. Do you want a hotel reservation or whatever? That's the simplest yeah. reason. The other no. reason is why I have my VPN on. It's because I'm doing stuff other websites don't like, but it's always illegal. I scrape LinkedIn, yeah, but I'm out there. That's my resources for for my work a lot of times. What kind of LinkedIn profile, what LinkedIn account do you have? Or maybe none. What kind of LinkedIn account? In my own name, three. Free, only free, but it sounds like you're using somebody else's paid account. Is that no, what, it's what kind of LinkedIn account do you use? Don't make me choke you for this information. Life, okay, these are easy life, questions. Life, these are life. easy questions, and you got life, your husband there to coach you. Life, Go ahead. And I feel sorry for it because I could have used like the premium, but they don't tell me what the difference is between premium and like. Okay. Michael G. Cox, are you still on the on the phone? Michael G. Cox, are you here? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. Can, can you help me? Uh, I don't understand down. anything. I, I don't think I can uh, help you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to hear? Animal. You want to hear me kill? Uh, so I don't have a LinkedIn recruiter seat. I will never have that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I but mean, what kind of account you. do you use? What kind of account I, I, on LinkedIn? I bought because I was sucked into it by LinkedIn to yeah. have a recruiter license because then I can look at like 50,000 seats a month. Yeah. That's the only reason. Well, so you have recruiter light. Gordon, Gordon, you got recruiter light. Am I right? 
No, Gordon has the free version. Well, you only use free. And, and, no, and so I then you. Totally free accounts. Totally free accounts. I can't even oh, see so you. This is my profile. Okay, so so when when you know, I think uh, Dean DeCosta told us that he also just has free, and he looks up the people on LinkedIn. He he searches LinkedIn Google uh, LinkedIn uh, sorry LinkedIn through Google, and he just looks at the the Google results to get Super the information. Super easy. Yeah. Super easy. It, Super easy. Yeah. It works. Okay. Okay, look, what, what should I be asking you, the tricks and stuff that you could share with the audience to, so that they can go home and, and use something that you know because you guys uh, are sophisticated sorcerers? Oh, have you ever used PeopleCamp? No. That's super tricky. If you find out how to use PeopleCamp, then you get everything from LinkedIn for free. Uh, you only have to pay for the license. That's the only thing. What is it? Spell it for us, okay? Uh, people camp. So it's people dot camp. Uh huh. No, it, it, other companies do it as well, but it's really good. It's automatically um, inviting you to LinkedIn, so you grow your network. It's it's. My husband suggested that, right? Oh, okay. No, yeah. no, but it's, um, one of the things I would say to all the recruiters and sources out there is open up your mind and, and explore other ways. Listen to Laura Stoker's talk. Do you know Laura Stoker? No. Oh, well, she um, says. Get her on the show. Yeah, you should. She oh she God. she that did a brilliant talk about uh, finding all the white sheep, right? We're all finding the white sheep. Look for the black sheep and think of ways how to look at it. Go away from um, fucking LinkedIn, but also all the Americans now all of a sudden are talking about GitHub. I did that five years ago. So now I'm looking away and go to meetups or blogs or whatever, we're going back to the 2007s, 8s. You need uh-huh. to be more yeah. creative. There's a lot of uh-huh. stuff out there. That's a problem. There's too much. Yeah, the, what are you saying? I'm saying that Phil? there's so much. You know, there's so many tools out there right now. You just, you know, there's just too much in some ways. I agree hard. with you. I agree with you. Absolutely. Okay, what about Google Dorks? You're, you guys are into OSINT. Do you use Google Dorks? Final question. Google Dorks. So Google Dorks. Google Dorks is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you use Google Hacks in front of your corporate uh, compliance officers, they say, that's illegal. So that's why we use Google Dorks. It's the same shit, different name. I would say okay. same shit, different city usually, but same shit, different name. Yeah, okay. But you know what? On this show, I'm going to tell you, so the next time you come on, you'll know how it works. You don't just say, I use Google Dorks. You say, I use Google Dorks, and I'm going to tell you exactly how to use it, and I'm going to do that by telling you some stories about how I did it, right? And then the people who are listening to your show, Recruiting Animal, they can copy me. That makes it easier rather than just say, I use Google Dorks. 
I have to explain. You have to explain to people exactly how you use it. So I'm coaching you for the next time you come on, okay? And that's Final that's words. Right now, that's, that's, that's how I get my training uh, shelf. Because that's, that's why they buy my trainings, because then I tell them, explain them how Google Dorks work. Okay, well, so I, I have to buy your training. Up. You won't tell it Absolutely. on the show, but you came on the show, the way, not to tell free. it. Okay. Okay. I just heard. Okay. Kim Lokerberg. You you swear like a a sailor, okay, but it's been fun having you on the show. The birthday boy, (laughs) Gordon Lokenberg, you're the first married couple that's ever been on the show. I think uh, Allison Cruz was on with Andy Godomsky a couple of months ago. They were a, a team just like yourself. Uh, and and the thing is, I had to pay a hundred dollars for their long distance bill. You guys didn't cost me anything, okay? Oh fuck so, you, asshole! What, what did you? What, what, what did I say that was so wrong? Why did you say well, that? I, I I gave up a, a meeting with a client for you. Yeah, but you don't know what I – I don't think you understood what – I think there's a language problem. You don't understand what I said. I said oh, you're the only – you're a couple. You're a couple I had on the show. There was You're the only married couple, but there was a couple, two people, a man and a woman, Allison Cruz and Andrew Godomsky. They were on a couple of months ago, but they called from a hotel. And so then I had to pay pay their bill, their oh, long-distance no, bill. Yeah, So so my point is – you're a couple as well, just like them, but you didn't cost me any money. I was complimenting you on that. Okay? Uh, Amen. You don't have it's to. our honor. It's hey, our honor. Anyway. I think you've had to pay in slightly different ways. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you don't have to tell me uh, something awful at the end of the show because I didn't say anything bad to you, just so you know, right? In fact, you're welcome to come on again. I think this is your, your first show that was such a lovely show. Okay. Okay. Okay, everybody. Thank you.